We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Only one who... Okay, I'm going to explain that on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Last week we did this thing where we asked the question, am I the only one who? And I shared something that I wondered if I was alone in. And I thought, you know, this is a thing that people want to know. They just want to know, this behavior I do, this thing I like... Am I the only one who who does this or likes this or is this way? So we can just create in a moment a focus group right here on the Colleen and Bradley show by asking the question and then putting out the phone number. So we asked listeners, is there anything you want to know? Are you alone on? And we did get an email from Scott who wants to know, is he the only one who? And he says, even when I'm the only one at home, I still shut the door when I use the restroom. <laughs> Am I the only one who does this? 651-641-1071. Scott wants to know if he is the only one who shuts the door when he uses the restroom at home all by himself. 651-641-1071. And it's okay to call if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to call if you do do it. Do do. See what I did there? Hey, 651-641-1071. Scott wants to know, is he the only one who still shuts the door when using the restroom when he's home alone? Let's uh, go around the room here. When you're home alone, do you still shut the door to the restroom? When you use the restroom? I barely uh, shut the door when I'm not alone. So there's that, too. Uh, I mean, meaning like, like the if, there were, part of the if there were guests in my house, then obviously I'm shutting the door. <laughs> Don't come over here. It's just in the Jamie bathroom. and I, and he's in another room. I'm probably not shutting the door. Yeah. Because, you know, there's enough space. I mean, unless he was like in the next room. I'd be yeah. like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but especially if it's a number one situation. I, I, just yeah, in and out quick. No, I'm not... Uh, but I can I I bet there are people who are just like him who do that because I I would imagine it's out of habit more than anything. It's not right. like he's afraid that the ghosts are going to see him peeing. Well, I mean, if in that regard, if the ghosts are on the other side of the door, is the door stopping them from getting probably into the bathroom? Probably not. Probably not. But I don't know how ghosts work because you know I don't think they're real. Yeah, they're time travelers. That's yeah. a whole different conversation. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Scott you? wants to know if he's the only one. Who still shuts the door to the restroom when he's home alone? Uh, yes, I do. Hmm. Um, and for a couple of reasons. One of them is there are five people in my family. 
I often can keep track of where they all are. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't know for sure. Like, and maybe someone's yeah, coming home or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. Also, I, and I, because I learned this the hard way, I'm going to tell a story that's embarrassing. Back when my, all my children were toddlers and below, like they were really very young. Um, I used to just never, I never shut the door because kids will follow you wherever and, you know, whatever. Sometimes I would shut the door, but I, I often left the door open. And I was using the restroom one time and the kids were running around the house and I heard a knock at the door. And it was only then that I realized that you can see from our front door into our bathroom. Oh, weird. At the back of the house. That seems like a design flaw. Well, it's it's like a subtle, it's like you can see a sliver. Okay. Like you'd be able to tell that there was a person in there. And I thought, I will never, ever, ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. Leave the door open again. Oh, you don't want the people just showing up like, hey, so I can see you in there. And How's it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what bathroom I'm in. I'm like, <laughs> it, there might be a secret window somewhere that somebody's on the other side of. Yeah. So 651-641-1071. Am I the only one who still shuts the door to the restroom when I'm home alone? And that's a question from Scott. And he wants to know if, if this is normal behavior. Dave is on the line. Hi, Dave. Dave, uh, is Scott alone? Is he the only one who shuts the door when he goes to the restroom when he's home alone? Dave. Oh, hello. I'm sorry. You're talking to me. Yes, you. Yeah. Well, you know, I always used to. And then while I was sitting there one day, I thought, well, this is really stupid. (laughs) And then you freed yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, something, something else that, that, um, uh, I thought of in, in this vein, a colorful vein anyway. Um, uh, a number of times, uh, I visited the Twin Cities with a friend and, and we'd gone to see a game, you know, Twins game or Viking game or something. And there we are standing at, at, the, you know the trough in the men's room. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Don't get you know, and, and and then you go back to your hotel room that you're sharing with his friend, and even though you have just stood next to this fellow, you know, at at the dome or wherever, <laughs> you're in your hotel room and you automatically shut the door. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, neither this, here nor I, there, but I can't relate. I can't relate to that, Dave. But I understand it. Thank you for your call. Uh, right? Like, I, but see, listen, we could, we don't need to get, go down this road, but men's and women's restrooms are so very different in terms of how we communally, um, relieve ourselves. Relieve ourselves. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're just conditioned to be comfortable with weird things. That- yeah. It's just, it's so different. Anyway. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Scott is wondering if he's the only one who still shuts the door when he uses the restroom when he's the only one at home. Holly, I shut the door because I live in an apartment, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be that inopportune time. Uncle John's bathroom reader mm-hmm. scrolling on my phone, uh-huh. and then oops, I'm gonna look at the radiator right now. Oh yeah, yeah. you what? And they just show up, and then you know somebody Man- just oh. shows up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is strange because I'm also an at-home nudist sometimes. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> really? Right. I would not have pegged you as an at-home nudie. But n- not completely. I need the bottom covered. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shirt's okay. optional. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I like that because I, you know. You? Well, you can oh, because you safely. have radiator heat. I was like, yes. How do you ever walk around Minnesota topless? 
in your house. Like, I would be freezing constantly. Because my building is vintage. Yeah, and so they probably keep the radiators at 11. Well, and then also sometimes, look, you got it. Like, I got a lot of hair. And sometimes you got to <laughs> dry up your hair. You got to dry the hair yeah, with takes, a blow dryer. It yeah. takes a long time, and, and then you hot. sweat, and yeah. it's hot, and it's like, why am I wearing a shirt? And then oh, it's Holly. like, why do I need to put that back on? I don't. I can relate to that part of it. Yeah, the hair yeah. thing. Oof. Um, wow, this took some journeys. I think what we learned is. Scott, no, you're not alone. No. You are not the only and one. even if you are, who cares, man? You're alone. So close that door. Yeah, do whatever. Nobody can, or open nobody it. can judge. Or like, you know, halfway through, you can make choices. Like our friend Dave did. Yeah. He realized, I'm not, a, I'm not a door shutter. Waddle over and slam it shut. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for thank playing you. along. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra gang together because mid-show yesterday... Britney Spears posted a response to the very thing that we were talking about, which I find to be very interesting. Yeah, I think she listens. And I would just like to say, hi, Britney. We know you're listening. We love you. We're big fans. Um, but she did. She posted a very lengthy response to what we were talking about in the moment. We didn't get a chance to talk about her response because it came a little quickly. So we're going to talk about it when we come back. After this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. It's Britney's Instagram is popping again on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, whenever we have to solve a mystery and it has to do with Britney, which is very often we call the Cobra gang together. Whenever there's trouble without a double, we're the Cobra gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra gang. What's going on? Oh, my God. We need to unpack one of her latest run-on posts, you guys. We might need a translator, too, because there's a lot of Britney's in this. There's so much Britney's. It's three pages of literally her just saying, I'm still angry and hurt. I'll translate. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go to the transcript. Oh, wait, we can't because she deleted it again. Stop it. Stop Oops, it she today. Did it again? She okay. did it again. She did. So for those of you who missed this, and if you're not following Brittany, you just it's like, I think she thinks that it's Snapchat where like your yes. stuff just disappears. <laughs> for she's like, why won't it just do it itself? <laughs> so she has to keep doing why it. Why do I have to do it? In an Instagram post that she shared on Monday. She went everywhere. So, like, I was going through articles of the reports of the report Mm -hmm. to piece together the actual post because, obviously, nobody is going to write those three pages verbatim. It was literally just single-spaced run-on sentences Mm -hmm. for three slides. Yeah, with, like, you know, a couple appropriate emojis sprinkled throughout. But she covered, like, some are focusing on some of the stuff she said about Justin Timberlake, some of the things that are are talking about the book that she's writing. There's a trip to Target. I mean, that post had everything. I mean, it literally, her mom, her dad, us, Colleen Mm -hmm. and Bradley, were Mm -hmm. mentioned in that thing, not really. But um, here's some of what she said to just give you a flavor quote and this this addresses you know you'll remember she previously posted these these sort of like run-on sentence posts that seem very angry mm-hmm. remember i said all this tells me is she's still angry and hurt and i get it but that's exactly what we had up to this point and then she felt the need to clarify why she's writing all these things and all she really did was just double down i'm angry and hurt mm-hmm. she didn't say that but mm-hmm. it's just clear from reading the word so mm-hmm. 
here's some of what she said in that Instagram post. Quote, well, I'm writing a book at the moment, and it's actually healing and therapeutic. It's also bringing up past events in my life. I've never been able to express myself openly. I can only imagine that I do sound childish. But I was extremely young when those events took place. And addressing it now, I'm sure it seems irrelevant to most, and I'm completely aware of that. Which sounds like... like it's so interesting to me because these posts belie an awareness she has that we think that she shouldn't be doing these things. But you and I are not talking to Britney Spears. When I say she shouldn't be doing those things, I'm saying like we've talked about, for example, like maybe take this to your therapist, maybe mm-hmm. put this in a book, maybe mm-hmm. don't put it on social media. And I know you say, well, whatever. Anyway, you can disagree with that. That's fine. But that's kind of what we've been saying. Mm -hmm. So there's like an awareness in this language I just read to you that she hears that. But she's not hearing it from us, right? Because as much as we like to think we are, you know, the tastemakers of, you know, (laughs) Britney um, Instagram commentary. Tastemakers. Tastemakers. (laughs) I think it's other people she's talking to. She's not talking to her fans. No. She's not talking to her followers. I think she's talking to the people in her life. And I don't know who these people are. Well, I can tell you it's not. It's not Sam Asghari. No, I was going to say... He's commenting and he's like, I'll be the first one to read it. Fire! Oh my gosh. So he... He is not the person, but there is clearly someone in her life who's like, you know, this just doesn't sound... And again, it's my opinion. I don't need to justify it, even though I just said. Um, But I'm saying she is clearly getting that same feedback that she shouldn't be posting these things or that it's painting a picture that perhaps is not indicative of where she actually is in her life like Mm -hmm. it's just one part of her it's one piece of her it's one very narrow like tunnel of rage and and sadness right because i don't believe that that's all she is like just one big like dropping f-bombs at her parents constantly it's clear she's not because you know we see she does do these funny posts she did one the other day that was a fashion show based on euphoria that i didn't understand because i don't watch euphoria but i know the people who do thought it was hilarious i mean she has a sense of humor the 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 video of her twerking while she talked about taking a writing class in minnesota that was great we never figured that out she also posted an inspirational quote from charles schultz the peanuts guy really do you think charles schultz said this what is it all you need is love Oh, close, <laughs> close. All you need is love, but a little chocolate now and then doesn't hurt. Um, Did Charles Schultz really say that? I feel like that was Marilyn Monroe. I think it was Albert Einstein. <laughs> I feel like it was the person at the cash register at Home Goods. Yeah, well, and it's on a plaque <laughs> that oh, is gosh. now in your bathroom. Do not put that in your bathroom. <laughs> all you need is love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A little chocolate. Um Oof. You know, here's my hope. This is my hope, and I know, I know. Um, but I'm hoping it is somebody in a therapeutic position that is helping her discern. Oh yeah, like it's a what, therapist. Saying. What is important to share and what's not important to share? Because to me, this is this would have been if if I were if Brittany were my friend, I'd be like, girl, here's the deal. Let me let's talk. You don't need to justify. You know, you you deleted the comment. You don't need to then come back and explain why you're doing what you're doing. But here's what you and then can delete do that and delete that. Just put it in your book. Let people want to read your book. But right now, what we're getting is the rage around her, which is perfectly justified, but possibly misdirected. Meaning misdirected, terribly misdirected, to, yeah. because all the only people seeing that are us. And right. like, what do we like? We're not invested in put this. Put it in your book. I do wonder if there's a ghostwriter working with her. That oh, person oh, is oh. like, no, no, no. I'm not saying I, I wonder if there's a ghostwriter. I, I don't wonder if there's a ghostwriter. I wonder if the ghostwriter is just like, I don't know what to do with all this energy. <laughs> I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some assistance. Like I can't even make sense of some of this. Right. Because she's got a lot that she's putting out there. Yeah. And it's not really. And I don't know that if that's the if that's the book. I like. I think she might want to be very careful about that because, mm-hmm. like, is that what you want? Is it just to be like? There's a place for rage in your life. Uh, Whose slogan it's is that? Not Mall of America. And it's not the Mall of America. Log ride. What's that log ride called? I don't know because it changed know. names. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, no, the moral of the story is, like, I, I feel like there's a place for rage in your life, and it's not <laughs> in a book. Right. Because a book lasts forever. Like, sure, there's a certain chapter you can include called, I wish, you Things know, my, I haven't dealt with. my father would, you know, <laughs> hurdle himself into the sun. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's not going to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, like, I get it. Take us on that journey. But if it's just, like... What we've had, which I also... Okay, so the other thing I don't understand, and we're talking about Britney's posts where she she rage tweets and sadness tweets, and I get it. The feelings are genuine. Real feelings. Awesome. But then she deletes them. But then she apologizes for them, and then she deletes those. Like, what is... So there's like... So then I think, like, is there an awareness that that... Like, does she do that in the sense that, like, she's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. She has regret or remorse? Because who cares right that's what i yeah that's what i mean like, it's I, like, I just, it, the just motivation is questionable so many questions well, maybe the publisher is like don't spoil it yeah. all or maybe her lawyer or maybe i mean there's a lot of voices probably uh in her ear that are discouraging that i don't know when we return on the colleen and bradley show we've got some celebrities behaving badly we call them Demons. after this on my talk 1071 Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for them, and that name is Deepest. Yes. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Um, okay. I'm just gonna read a headline. 
to you guys. Okay. And I want you to tell me what you think. People are getting tattoos of Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap. What? 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 Yeah. According to a story in the New York Post, people are actually getting tattoos of the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Oscar slap heard around the world. Tattoo artist John Arton found it, quote, hilarious when someone asked to get the infamous outburst tattooed on his leg recently. And sure enough, there's a photo video. Uh, The Birmingham tattoo artist, I'm assuming Birmingham, England. I don't know. That's interesting. But also, he's not alone. There was a guy in uh, New Jersey who received Mm -hmm. a request for the unique tattoo, shocking many online. Oscar Aguilar Jr. shared a video on his instes of the finished product, which uh, apparently was reposted to the TikTok with lots of views, because that's what they do over there. Anyway, um, you know, people had comments, of course. I'm over here just going, like, who walks in and thinks that's what they want to get? Right. Also, but, like, why? That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Ta- your tattoos are a personal decision. It is a choice that is meaningful, often to only you, maybe to a couple other people. It's, you know, but I'm having a hard time with this one. Also, I felt like we were going to have our first day of not talking about this slap. (laughs) That's a joke. Joke's on you! Yeah, we're also not going to talk about the Kardashians ever again. (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) Yeah, no, trust. If there's a day ending and why, we're talking about them. Uh, But this story is just the story that keeps on giving. And yes... Um, it's real deal. In fact, I'm seeing several photos and videos of these people. I don't understand humanity at this point, frankly. No, we've really jumped the shark. It's really a mystery. Like, Maybe- who goes... Do you think it's like a bet thing where they're like, hey, if you do this, then you're going to have to get a Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith tattoo. I mean... Or is it just like, hey, I want the... It's hot. What? I, I mean, th- and that'll work for like a day. You know, I just, what does it mean? I guess. Italian, what, Holly? Oh, just go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Italian tattoo artist Giovanni Bracadocia, no, his name is Braccio Dieta, posted a picture of another tattoo of the controversial moment on Instagram saying, quote, violence is never justified. His post had 37,000 likes. I don't even understand that. I don't even understand that. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm done. Okay. Well, you said that we jumped the shark, so maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. it will soon be discovered that we're all trapped in an episode of Happy Days. Yeah. Well, and it just kept going and going and going. Was it piss? uh, piss Oh, whoa! Careful there. Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky Tuscadero was a character on Happy Days. Wasn't that the, like, shark jumping episode? Wasn't she in that? I'm not sure. But, you know, Fonzie wore his leather jacket. But didn't he jump the shark? That was the thing for Pinky? I don't know. Pinky Tuscadero. See, listen, can I be honest? I I know the reference. I don't think I've ever actually watched the episode. But he literally jumped a shark. Jumps over a shark while wearing water skis and his leather jacket because the Fonz doesn't take off no. the leather even if he's going into the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did okay. Fonzie when... ever have like a girlfriend? Pinky Tuscadero, the love of his life. Oh, okay. So um, let me see if I can, I just, I found it on the Googs. Hit up the Googs. But now I got to get the actual reference. So high school, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when uh, okay. 
where was the pinky and the jumping the shark? <laughs> okay, anyway. We're um, going to work on this. We're stuck in a sitcom. We are. Yeah. Hmm. It's been real. Okay. Well, all right, people. Do better. Do you yeah. want to know who my D-bag is while you're looking for that reference? Yes, yes. Tell okay. us who your, your D-bag is, please, and thank you. It is a publication that goes by the name of She Finds. I don't even know what that means. She Finds? Yeah, She like Finds. Find? Okay. Find. She Finds. She Finds. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, for this headline, this is the thing that has been driving me the most crazy lately. Drew Barrymore looks completely unrecognizable after glam makeover. How is this the same person? Oh God, let me guess. They put makeup on her and did her hair. And she looks the same. She, It's Drew Barrymore. I mean, she looks beautiful. Drew Barrymore is beautiful. Period. Full stop. It doesn't matter. Beautiful. She's gorgeous. Um, oh, this was that Chloe thing, right? I saw some headlines like, Drew Barrymore gets the Chloe Kardashian look. I... Because she's got like the yeah. butt cut... Well, she's got long, blondish hair and makeup on. And I don't know contouring. That, yeah, but it, does Khloe Kardashian own blonde hair and contouring? Because if she does, yeah, but she you know, collect a remember, check on that. remember, she is collecting. Well, I don't know if she's collecting mm. a check on it. She should. But remember, who else just did this? I don't remember. Tori Spelling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, yeah. I. Like, she this, looks just like Khloe Kardashian. Wow. Owns her own multi-million-dollar makeup yeah. line, puts on makeup. Right. Also, like I just am, I take issue with this the overuse of the term unrecognizable yeah. <laughs> because I know it's hyperbole. I can recognize her. I know that's Drew Barrymore. Um, it's just so, and it's it, it, it's oh, it's always the women, and it's. You know, look at them looking all trolly and nasty with no makeup on, and then they pick up a brush and whoa! I got a question, guys. Yeah. When I walked into work today, yeah, yeah, did you recognize? You me? know what? Thank you, Holly, for asking. I looked at you, you with both my eyes and I said, "Hi, Holly." Thanks. Did you have makeup on today? No. Oh. That's why I said yes. Am I recognizable? Yes. I recognize you both ways, Holly. Yeah, I yeah. guess makeup I just don't even and notice. no makeup. Well, see, okay, thank you. There you mm-hmm. go. You don't even. Notice. I don't care. <laughs> nice face you got there, Holly. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> he actually, this is the first time he's looked at you today. That's just, not true. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Uh, did we figure out uh, Pinky Tuscadero? No, and I, don't the I don't think that was the jumping. thing. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, Pinky Tuscadero. It's a thing. Uh, so she's a girl. Like she's a. His, That's his. Girlfriend, Pinky Tuscanero. Okay. Clearly, my clearly my happy days knowledge is lacking because I thought he was just like a ladies' man, but I didn't know he was had a lady. Okay, you learn you something, learn something new, every new every day. Yeah, who played Pinky Tuscanero? Well, I don't know. Somebody that I would know. If only you had a way to well, find I'll out. I'll hit up the Googs. It's fine. I just thought you were in Pinky Town. Somebody oh, named Roz. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even touching Pinky Town. Somebody named Haven't Roz. Since <laughs> you said it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. An actor named Roz Kelly. 
Thanks, Roz. Pinky Tuscadero. You don't meet a lot of Roz's lately. But also got beef with Pinky Tuscadero because that is one of those egregious characters who had a 70s haircut in a sitcom that was set in the You you know what? I want you to do me a favor, Holly. Open a door and look out in the world. This is what you're going to (laughs) be troubled by? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I cannot control anything, Mm -hmm. I must belittle something of no consequence. You must belittle poor Roz Kelly, born Rosalind Schwartz on July 29th of 1943. He's had a rough go, you guys. Oh. Yeah, you want to hear? In November of 1998, she was arrested for firing a 12-gauge shotgun into the living room window of a neighbor's house after a car alarm woke her up. Well, so, so she's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah. She was sentenced uh, to 20, 120 days in jail after pleading no contest. Oh, my God. On October 27th of 2000, yeah. she was sentenced to 120 days in jail after pleading no contest to charges stemming uh, from an arrest for hitting a man with her cane. Yeah. <laughs> well, then. Yeah. <laughs> true. Okay, Pinky. <laughs> How true that was. Rough. Oh, she appeared. The last thing she did professionally was appear as a guest on Jenny Jones in an episode entitled "Whatever Happened to Your Favorite Television Stars?" Well, womp womp. I hope there are better days ahead for her. These days and ours <laughs> can't all be happy days. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, you guys, I have been obsessed with this story about the footage that was found of a little tiny prince, meaning prince, like the prince, the purple one. Um, If you haven't heard this story, allow me to just share it with you. It's easier than going to dig it up yourself. Okay, it's not. It's gone viral. But I will share the story of this found footage of little tiny, like, 10-year-old prince when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, have you guys heard this story about this found footage uh, at WCCO that they have now figured out is actually footage of a teeny tiny child prince? It's adorable and such a delightful throwback. It's such a, and the story itself is so cool and interesting for a number of different reasons. So here's how this happened. Um, you, as many people may know, uh, last month, the Minneapolis teachers, teachers at Minneapolis public schools and ESPs were on strike. The last time that happened to this magnitude was in the night. It was in 1970. And so a lot of the news we were we were kind of hearkening back to that time mm-hmm. when teachers were striking in 1970. And so um, they were and a lot of times uh, at like a news organization, they'll go back into their archives to try to uh, share. Um, I'm sorry, my computer is making noises uh, to, to find like other old reel for context. So this uh, person over at WCCO, his name is Matt Liddy uh, and he's the production manager. He was in the archives. He was looking at these old um, videos of, the the that strike in 1970 and suddenly he sees this kiddo jumping around in the background kind of and then whoever's got the microphone you know turns around to interview this kid and he thinks oh my gosh that 
because that kid has a striking resemblance to Minnesota's own Prince. Yeah. Oh, totally. But because they're a news organization and they're not just, you know, people like us who just go, that looks like Prince. I'm going to share this. It looks like Prince. They have to figure out if this actually is Prince. Yeah. You don't want to like, it looks like Prince, but is it Prince? Yeah. So he takes it out to a number of different people in the office and he goes, just watch this. He doesn't tell them who he thinks it is. Who do you think, you know, look at this and tell me what you see. And to a T, everybody said, that's Prince. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, again, you can't just have confirmation by a bunch of different eyes that it's Prince. You got to do the work. So they did the work. Uh, So first of all, the bummer of it is usually when you are being interviewed by a news crew, they will ask you to say your name and spell it so that they can put it up on the Chiron when when they show the footage. So oftentimes, you know, before they ask a question, it'll be like Colleen Lindstrom, C-O-L-L-E-E-N, like that will happen. And then they'll ask the question. They did not do this for this child. Mm -hmm. So they don't have him saying, I'm Prince Rogers Nelson. Uh, What they have, though, is the next person that they talk to, which is a person by the name of Ronnie Kitchen. So then they, they go, "Okay, well, let's find this Ronnie Kitchen. He's there with the kid that looks like Prince. Let's find him. They can't find him, but they are able to find old school pictures of Prince. And sure as you know what, Ronnie Kitchen is right there in the, the class picture with Prince. They then take this to a Prince historian who's a local woman um, by the name of Kristen Schlomer, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. She's a professional historian, but she's also just a huge Prince fan. So she actually does work as a historian mm-hmm. and also loves Prince and has dedicated a lot of her um, like personal hobby to being a Prince historian. Yeah. So they have a, you know, they bring the footage to her. She looks at it. She's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that totally looks like Prince. Oh, here's a picture of him from that same age. And also at the time they called him Skipper. I've never heard this, that his nickname used to be Skipper. Fast forward. They then, because again, they can't just put the footage out there and go, we think this is Prince. This is Prince. They need to get as close to figuring out if this is actually Prince. So then they find and she and so Kristen Schlomer, she she says, well, check with this guy. He was a band member with Prince and they've they go way back, like kindergarten way back. They've known each other forever. Mm -hmm. So they meet up with this uh, this former band member of Prince's and his wife and uh, his name is Terrence Jackson, and his wife's name is Rhoda. And they give him a set of headphones and a phone, and they play the reel. Now, first of all, they had to enhance the reel so that it both the sound operates with it and the picture. So mm-hmm. they've already done work on this so that you can watch it like we're watching it now. Yeah. And he's watching it, and you just see it wash over his face. It's like he's seen a ghost from his childhood. It like actually choked me up because 
you know, this is a person who knew him for the entirety of his life, but he's seeing him back in the time before he was Prince, before he was, you know, who we all know to be Prince. It's his buddy. It's his friend. And he says, that's Skipper. And the tears start flowing from his eyes. And then they hand the phone over to his wife, Rhoda, who also hung out with them. They all grew up together in the same neighborhood. And she looks at it and she's just overcome with emotion. And this is so it just I'm obsessed with the story. I want the movie. I want the Netflix special. And it's a big deal because we don't have footage like that of Prince as a child. Yeah. You know, it just seemed like a really delightful sort of serendipitous find uh, on the part of the, you know, production person who's just kind of like troll in the archives. Like, must be fun to just kind of, like, dig through those and then to sort of, you know, follow that story to its logical conclusion and find out, oh, yep, nope, in fact, that is Prince. Yeah. So it does shed some more light on, you know, his his history and his past here in, in Minneapolis. I mean, it's no doubt when you see the photo you're, or the video, you're oh. like, yeah that's, yeah, that's Prince. You don't even have to hear it. No. Put some high heels and a purple suit and give him a guitar and he's good <laughs> to go. I'm dead serious, though. I mean, it truly is him. And the, the thing that is interesting, too, is one of the things Matt Liddy said of, of the, and he's the person who found the footage, um, because, again, he was looking for old footage of the 1970 teacher strike um, to go to kind of lay some context for the strike that just happened in Minneapolis uh, last month. He's talking about being a lifelong Minnesota res- resident and, and how we sort of are drawn to the history of a space. And he's looking at buildings and sort of reminiscing about or like looking at how buildings used to look and what was around them. And, and you know, we all do that. We all do that with our history. And then also to add to that, we have this ownership of Prince in Minnesota because he loved Minnesota. And so, and it's not like that's why we love him. We love him because Minnesotans love Minnesotans, but he returned that love and that was just such a cool thing. And so then to like see him as a child before he knew who he was going to be, before we knew who he was going to be, um, what a cool, what a cool thing. Yeah. And it just, it also just makes you wonder what else is in all those archives. Oh, I mean, it's countless, you know, there's countless material. I'm sure we have plenty of archives in our own, you know, in our own basement here um, at the station that, you know, somebody should be digging through because I bet there's some choice things. I I did find it interesting that nobody was talking about the fact that, or at least the few things I was reading about it, nobody was pointing out the things he actually said, which I thought that was particularly delightful that here's this little kid and he's like, yeah, teachers, we need to pay them more because they're not getting paid enough. That was in 1970 from a child. Thank you. So like if a child in 1970 could see what's plainly in front of them, you know, wonder why, you know, some... Oh God! Fifty years later, we're still not able Having to, to the see that same but, yeah. ding ding conversation. Yeah. And you know, if I were my friends uh, over at uh, uh, what is it? What are they? I don't want to get it wrong. Fifty nine. My friends over at the uh, union. Fifty nine. I'd be like, uh, we got this footage from Prince that reminds everybody that teachers aren't getting paid enough. Yeah. Um, because how cool is that? Hearing that. To your point, from a child, Mm -hmm. but then also we're hearing that from Prince, and you'd think that we would all perk up and listen to that. We're just so ding-dang excited about seeing this footage from Prince, but we are still having the same conversation, and that is is a problem. And I will say again what I've said so many times. uh, I support teachers, ESPs, 
everybody who works in the school directly with the children. Ding. They deserve to be paid more. They deserve to be paid what they're worth. I rest my case. Thank you, teachers. Um, and you know what? I think that Prince would say the same thing. Oh, he did. Exactly. But I'm saying he'd <laughs> say it all over ago. again. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, thank you for going with me on that little journey. I just was so enamored by uh, by the whole story and how it all took place and how, you know, this could have been just lost to time. Yeah. And, um, and the wonderful work that they did at WCCO mm-hmm. to make sure, you know, they got they moved it all the way through so that they knew when it went out that it really was him. And by the way, it's totally gone viral. Um, Questlove retweeted mm-hmm. it and was like, this is wild. I mean, people are paying attention to it because, again, there isn't footage of little tiny prints. Yeah, little baby so prints. It was a fun little, uh, fun little trip. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's almost state fair time. Just kidding. Um, but... There was an article about State Fair food, and it got us feeling all the nostalgic State Fair food feels. So uh, we're going to talk State Fair food. What do you Yummy. miss? What do you miss? What do you can't? You can't wait to get it in your mouth. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're talking State Fair food. After this, on my talk one zero seven one.